0: What's up, everybody? TJ Schwartz here, here with Lucas Burnley. You're listening to the Edge and Flow podcast, where we chat about knife making, knife industry things, machining, and art, and a lot of random stuff in between. Life, money, yeah, yeah. death, all the good stuff. Hobbies, a little little else? World War II history <laughs> and philosophy, <Snacks>. maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Speaking of snacks, man, uh, I just made chop you are from idaho I can almost guarantee that you've never heard of this I've not uh even people from New mexico like might not know about it uh basically uh so green chili right roasted peeled green chili you dice it super super fine uh like a relish mm-hmm. you add in a tiny bit of tomato like almost like a rounding air um and garlic salt and that's it um, and then you use it as like a relish on everything. And it's amazing. Um, it's like a salsa, but not. Yeah. It's like a very dry salsa. It's close. I would mm. say it's closer to a relish. Um, it's from, it's like a thing that they do in Northern New Mexico.
0: Um,
1: mm. it's kind of, we're kind of like the Eskimos in that, you know, there's yeah. like, I don't know, 500 words for snow. Yeah. We yeah. have probably 500 ways of preparing green chili. I believe um, that. And this is one of them. And I just made it, uh, ridiculously enough for uh beau's aikido teacher nice. who dropped in class that he like green chili on pizza and i was like wait you're clearly from new mexico
0: it's an easy way to put it on pizza it's true so yeah, that's awesome right.
1: that's a- well, i want to tr- <laughs> i want to try it now yeah okay i'll bring you some next when i was gonna say next time but i still asked, <laughs> which jens gave me a hard time about i told him uh, to yeah all right we got to talk about we got to talk about blade show west we got to talk about Jens on so visiting you. Um, so many things, man. Where do we start? Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I guess we can dive into Blade Show West. Okay. Got back from that. That's why we missed an episode last week, but for good reason. So basically, went uh, show prep went really well. I, I we felt pretty good, and then we we saved us one extra day, so the Wednesday before we were leaving as like an empty day, so that the first thing in the morning we could load the jeep thinking that there's a chance that we're going to be like, oh, shoot, we need to buy one more of these things or whatever yep. to give us that rest of that day. So we, Dalton came to the shop on Wednesday morning. We loaded everything in a Jeep. We took kind of an account of everything. And then we had everything, so we just took the day off, which was awesome. So having a day off right before the show, after the big push so that's was the way to do it. super nice. Um, then Thursday morning, r- bright and early, went and picked up Ron, my brother-in-law, So the three of us headed down to Salt Lake. We had a great time. We met up with uh, Jesse right out of the gate, Jesse Mm Jarvis. He was in the same hotel as us. And then, yeah, uh, Friday Friday morning it would be, we got into the the center with uh, all our gear and it was fun and it was awesome. And it was our first actual exhibit and it, it was a booth and we built knives and we had fun and talked to a lot of people and overall just like vibrating over that still dude.
1: Okay. Uh, first question, uh, you took a day off before you left. As far as like show prep went, you had a very strong plan going into it. You looked like you were really doing well with like staying on track, which is not surprising. And like being had any surprises for you, like at what point were you done completely for the show? And was there any discrepancy from what you had planned? So we thought
0: we were going to have a huge discrepancy, which is we thought we weren't going to have stonewash overland sports at all. Mm. And our heat treater had just a miraculous turnaround time out of nowhere. And we dropped them off like fingers crossed that maybe like in the wee hours before leaving, we'd get a couple of them on board. But I dropped them off at heat treat the week prior. And it's usually I expect like maybe a week there. They it there for like 24 hours and they were done. And it that's just, amazing. So that can't, was a close call that ended up not being a close call. And we ended up having them at the show and I'm super happy about that. The one thing we like flat out forgot is we ended up not having any like business cards. And I swear a hundred people asked and I'm an idiot for not thinking of that, but
1: it's funny because on a day-to-day basis, you're not encountering that, especially like where the market is now. Like I keep business cards in my truck for random conversations Dude, at shows, people actually want business cards, which is always so interesting to me. Yeah. They can find you on Instagram. They can find you on Facebook, like your website. But
0: yeah, no, I I I used to always bring them when I was just like on foot as a designer for obvious reasons. (laughs) And then having a table, I was like, I don't need those because I have the knives right here. But then a lot of people had like, it was their first experience seeing any bar stuff. So it's like maybe they weren't ready to buy yet, but they're like, Ooh, I'm going to have to look into this. And I just completely didn't think about that by the way i can't see your video feed right now
1: weird uh i can see yours you're
0: hearing me fine i I can can hear hear you fine fine. i can see fine. i mean i
1: guess that is
0: weird hopefully the internet improves but uh should be all good
1: that's weird yeah i'm crystal clear on my end Mm. okay uh Mm -hmm. second Mm -hmm. thing about the show how did the assembly process go when
0: So it, it was a total win. I would say basically zero hangups except for one, which is I underestimated how dimly lit that Ooh. place is. And the, everything going into the boxes was 100% QC, would like extra QC. would I just want to make sure that we mm-hmm. weren't worrying about that at the show. So I wasn't worried about like faulty product. But what I did is I oiled everything going into the case and... I just wanted to do that so that when we got to the show, you'd assemble a knife and you'd wipe all the oil off and just make it. So there's no streaks. Yeah. you on like a black Cerakote. Yeah. You couldn't see the oil at all. So you're right. we wiping them down. And I'm like, if they immediately take it to like a surgeon type lighting, you know, medical right. lighting, they're I'm immediately like, going to see uh, like the oil just rubbed around in streaks Cause you can't see it at the show. Interesting. Um, so it's like, I hope that isn't offensive to some people that picked one up.
1: Uh, I bet it's not. That's kind of cool. Maybe but so we next
0: just, year you do a battery like an led yeah like a 48 inch light bar that just yep. like is above the assembly area yeah we actually uh ron had a headlamp and we like propped it up pointed <laughs> straight down so that you could at least pass it under the headlamp and like kind of look at it i love of course, it definitely a not permanent solution but yeah
1: were you just the, using the nerd question but were you just using like paper towels or shop rags so the way that
0: uh, I've systematized it right now is like every single knife gets rolled up in a microfiber when it ships. Right. And because if you take a microfiber and you start wiping oily knives off in any kind of volume by like the fourth knife, you can't get the oil off because the the rag gets a little bit of oil on it. And then yeah. it's just, you're like circling your tail. You would have and lost so- me.
1: You would have lost me at microfiber. That's like a neurodivergent thing for me. I can't touch
0: oh. it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Shouldn't have shipped you one in that though.
1: I actually haven't taken a knife out because of that reason. Oh, geez. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. So you, but you, you guys were using those to do the wipe downs. So, yeah. So I,
0: we assemble a knife. Yep. We lay it on its own fresh, brand new microfiber. Got it. We wipe it down on its own microfiber and then, and then roll it up in that microfiber. So we're not wiping off like grit or anything. Sure. Sure. It's just, just, they've all been cleaned already. Yeah. And so it's like, It's one fresh microfiber per knife. Just makes every single one just clean up perfectly. Yep. If you can see it, you know what I mean? If you can see
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering, like, you know, if like a process of having like some type of solvent wipe, like out of the gate, just in that scenario where you're like, okay, these wipes are alcohol wipes. To where you're like, you know, you're cutting the oil. Yeah. Just reducing kind of the margin of error. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that could, that could be an idea. Nice. Okay. So from a process standpoint, worked great. How really was did. feedback from people?
0: Uh A, really, really good. Kay. B, we didn't add to your point in the last time we talked, we didn't have a super obvious like image or banner or anything that said that we were assembling knives. So if they got within like a radius where they could either see it or we could explain it, they were like really lit up by that. I felt like people reacted strongly, like it was probably the biggest selling point. But I do definitely think there needs to be a visible element that like from 25 feet away, you could see like, Oh my gosh, there's somewhere." Right, nice. I, got, I got an idea for you. Okay.
1: Hear me out. Okay. NASCAR pit soundtrack.
0: There we go. This is yeah. Playing
1: in the background. It's like a, it's like a mating call. So people yeah, like, what is that? It's getting assembled.
0: It's almost, or it's almost like, a Lego soundtrack too. You oh
1: know, yeah, like, that's also like good. the clacking of Legos and like the soundtrack. Dude, you could rotate it, but I love that so much. Even if it was just for like short periods of time throughout the day, yeah. but I think it would be pretty fun. <laughs> like run in, people would be like, "What? What is? What was that noise?" Yeah, no kidding. Kay. But
0: I mean, that was an immediate thing. Even my dad, he, my parents came down because uh, awesome. they were in town for a wedding, and so they just swung by. And it was really coincidental and nice. My dad said the same thing. He's like, if I could give you one piece of advice, I would just try to, you gotta, you gotta broadcast telegraph the thing that you're doing that you're assembling without having to physically explain it. Yeah. And that's, that was a missing element, but I could tell when I would tell people that that's what we were doing, that they were reacting really, really well to that. So I know it's definitely the move. Yeah. I've seen
1: people talking about it and it seems like just, I saw a really nice post, um, on Instagram about Captain it. Ricky. Yeah. Captain yep. Ricky dude, r- yep. like wrapped it pretty hard. And I was like, absolutely. Like, it's such a nice thing. That's another one. Like maybe, maybe it is a, a cam and a screen. Like you just throw a screen up on that back wall yeah. and you have, a you know, little, little camera and, or even if it was canned, but like the yeah. idea of like things happening, being assembled that are visible across the room. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty I've, cool. I've even
0: thought of having like some sort of banner that's like, the most uh, on the nose way of saying it like knives built here or knives, you know what I mean? Like some sort of arrow with like assembled here or something. You know what I mean?
1: Dude, knives built here is actually great because it's kind of like a double entendre just from the standpoint of like, Oh, what do they mean here? It's like, Oh, it's like us made. And you're like, no, no, we mean right here physically. That is, that's a really fun conversation point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I get to ask you something that I haven't gotten to ask you. It's so knife maker. Okay. How was the show? <laughs> it was, like good. How was the, the tempo of the show.
0: So how was the show? It was the most relaxed I've ever been at a blade show in a weird way. The Ooh. anticipation was way worse than actually doing it because yeah. as you know, Atlanta is has a way of not letting you sleep. It's just yeah. the way that city and that show works. Yeah. This show was very different because our hotel was like visible from the event center like we were across the street literally. Yeah, But you don't have like the pit and like the vibration of that, like kind of drawing you in. And so we still went to the, you know, to the pubs and stuff and like hung out with some people and and it was really fun, but I just got so much more sleep and going into it. That was a goal. And that was just a game changer. Like having sleep is so important. Yeah. Nice man. So no, I,
1: um, we all had fun. So not seeing it this year myself, how do you feel like overall like attendance, maker attendance? Like how was it? Uh,
0: so it felt maybe a little bit stronger than last year, but yeah. I feel like I actually got not as good of a, of a gauge because I was physically in one spot. Yeah, I didn't, that's how it always is. The way our booth was facing, I actually couldn't see the main door. So it was Ooh. like some of the busiest areas in the times of the day. I just could hear more than I could see. Right. And so, uh, of course, Balasongs, Blade Show West is a song hub because it's like a Western coast thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, you could hear like a ruckus around like Squid and those guys. So, I love it. That was it. huge.
1: Now nah, it makes me so happy to hear. Yeah. Belly on fanboy.
0: But I do think there, one thing coming away from it that I kind of gathered is like, you go to Atlanta, you have a crap ton of like collector enthusiasts that are really educated and yeah. like they know knives. You right. know, like they have massive collections. They watch all the YouTube channels. Whereas in it, in, salt lake you had those types but you also had the archery hunter the backpacker the maybe not necessarily like an off the street guy yeah but like a passing knife guy where i remember explaining numerous to numerous people like what magna cut is right and that's just an immediate tell that it's like they okay they're probably into knives but if they don't know what magna cut is yet they're not watching youtube about knives you know what i mean
1: yeah, they're not. Yeah, they are not enthusi- knife enthusiasts. They are people who like knives. Yeah. It's actually one of the main benefits that I can see of the show right now is like early days, new market. So it's not that it's a new market, it's that it's literally in a new market where you have mm-hmm. people that are coming just to check out a show. And as a maker, you are able to develop some of like your strongest relationships and like customer and maker relationships, I think in those scenarios, Mm -hmm. um, I just see like a huge upside and like, how often do you actually get to be early days you know, after a while it's like, you're not early days, like where you are at right now, there are people that probably found you at their first show, bought a knife and you will see them next year. And that is like, that's huge.
0: Yeah no i i definitely had that happen there was one really funny guy that came by chatted chatted with us kind of an old-timer guy like definitely long since retired just wanted to troll around the knife show he had watched knife knife youtube videos and he had like pretty good knowledge bought a confidant i believe and the next morning he comes in he comes back to our booth he's like yeah so i was uh looking at your knife last night and i was sitting on the couch and i i set it on the on the coffee table and i fell asleep on the couch and slept all night there my wife came in and picked it up and woke me up pointing at pointing it at me <laughs> and she's like what is this and and he's like it's a knife i'm gonna go back and probably buy a couple more and uh it was just the way you know that old timer just I awesome love storytelling and that I, I remember looking at dalton and ron and being like i don't get that on the internet you know yeah, this is only can't. a in-person thing it was no, so you funny. can't
1: replace it there you know there's We've seen we've and we've talked about this, like the shift with like younger makers kind of like not doing shows and there's there's multiple reasons for it. But at the end of the day, there is no replacement for that type of networking where you just face to face, man, like you can't you can do it in a in a way through social media, but it's not the same. And I say this as like having done both of them. Mm Um yeah, there's something that like when you connect, it's like, it's great. Mm -hmm. And to see the look on someone's face, like it's different getting a DM versus like somebody picks it up and you're watching them and you're watching like the process and their response to it. That's a very cool ability.
0: Yeah. And, and just the ability to answer questions real time that someone probably wouldn't spend the the energy to like craft an email to ask a question like that. But it's a question that Either surprising or not surprising, but it's data. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So it's it's it was it was amazing. Honestly, like all three of us just went away. Like this is fun. Ron's like, I gotta be back next year.
1: First show for both of them.
0: Yeah, first blade show any kind. I love it. Yeah. So Um, did you walk the show? I walked the show minimally. Um, Okay, that's something I would improve. Is I uh, we didn't have a good way. I didn't have the two guys really trained up on using the point of sale. Okay. And so I kind of gave them like a rundown, but I was like, I could just tell that I, I I should have worked them into that earlier. And I just a little bit afraid to just walk away and then yeah. there being an issue taking payment. So yeah. I tried to stick to the booth like most of the time, but I did get to walk around a few times and saw a lot of cool people. And fortunately a lot of people that I know came to my booth. So
1: Yeah. Well, you're old hand. I mean, like you've gotten people knew that you were doing a show for the first time, but you're like able to like see people that, you know, it's not, yeah, it's not cold calling for you. Okay. Two questions around that. Uh, one point of sale. Uh, you had asked me a question about cash versus card. What was your experience? Uh,
0: it actually leaned the other way for me and that it was overwhelmingly card.
1: And that is because it is not knife show customers. Yeah, that exactly. would be my that would be my my yeah. gun.
0: And there was a good amount of like cash purchases, but I feel like a lot of the cash purchases were vendors yeah. we, I feel like we sold quite a few knives to either friends of mine or people that are in the industry like exhibitor yeah. badge people. Yep. And they they all had cash cuz they're yeah. all s- bought, selling. So,
1: right. That's yeah. the thing that you know like once you are in in that world, cash is king. It starts to yeah. flip, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Nice. So you had point of sale set up. Uh, second part of the question since you did walk around a little bit, any like takeaways, trends, and just anything that you saw that's like exciting, different? Takeaways and trends. New? Like I said,
0: this show seemed to favor outdoorsy stuff. Yeah overall like there were there was the ball songs not withstanding because they're kind of in a microcosm but it seemed like if you were ultra high end it some guys said it maybe wasn't as good a show i didn't talk to everybody so i only have like anecdotal information but like it might be that it's like because it hasn't formed a massive amount of collector travel yeah. coming to the show yet that the low to mid-range price low air quotes you know what i mean
2: mm-hmm. is
0: like Something that's approachable from a non knife enthusiast is yep. seem to do exceptionally well. Um, I don't know if that's a greater trend or if that is just a O West thing.
1: Gut, no, gut got responses. That's like trending right now anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Did you, was there anything where you saw like crazy hype? Did you see, I mean, I, you see the videos, of people running in, yeah. right? Was there anything that you noticed where like, you're like, oh, that booth, like people are like crushing that booth.
0: Quite overwhelming, overwhelmingly ballast song. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. But again, I didn't get a good eye on that. Yeah,
0: it's hard. Um, And so it'd be hard to say, but I just know just in the few times I got to walk out of the booth that that's where a lot of them were. Also, what else? I mean, so the Archer launched also mm-hmm. the that's, knife I did that, for I figured we'd
1: save that because that's a yeah. whole new thing.
0: Yeah, they got, they got busy. I think they sold. They only brought a few, but they sold those.
1: Okay, so amazing. Yeah, that was good. Uh, what was the feedback on the Archer? I so mean, far, this so is good. first release.
0: Yep, yep. So far, so good. I mean, I did have one on me in the booth and showed it to people. Seems like people really like it. I haven't seen like an in-depth, like a YouTube review or anything like that right. yet. But um, yeah, just verbally, I mean, seems like. Really, really positive. I'm really happy. They oh, they did coming. a good job.
1: Did they have did they have multiple <laughs> variations or was there yeah. like a show standard?
0: Uh no, they had a lot of variation. Like I don't know what the breakdown was, but a, very it might not have been that any of them were similar to each other. Like oh, very all, cool. All of them custom. Maybe. I mean there might have been a couple that were duplicates. I don't know.
1: It's funny, but, man. After I can't remember if it was last episode that we were talking, but you had mentioned the term hyper knife. Mm-hmm. And that, man, it's really stuck with me. Mm. And I love it so much. And it really i've always I've always named things like we've talked about like post tactical and like all yeah. these like little ways of kind of labeling a process, a trend, a development, even if it's just for internal. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like hearing the term hyperknife gave me a certain, I don't know how to explain it. Even there's, it's like it created a category in my mind that I was lumping under custom, Mm -hmm. but struggled with when I would do it sometimes. And so like now it's like almost in my brain, there's like, Oh yeah. It's like, you can do hyper knife series. That doesn't have to be the inline. I don't know. It's just like, it was very, as soon as you said it, it just like Mm. stuck. I'm a, I'm it's a car cool. guy. So I, I think of a lot of things in terms of car lingo. Yeah. I think that is a very solid one. And I mean, it, it explains like a whole genre sub genre of our industry, which is like for a long time it was, so it's tactical. Right. And then you go like, there was, I think Ken had said like gentical, right. Which is like <laughs> very yeah. Ken gentleman yep. tactical, right. Elevated. Um, I was using post tactical and then now with hyper, it's like, it's just another level. I get it. Like there's a lot, if you're not going to nerd out on this, like it has yeah. no relevance, but I love that as a labeling system. I think it's very uh, explanatory. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I think I thought of it. Cause like you said that if you're thinking about like categories, I'm talking about is like Grimsmo, Koenig, mm-hmm. like this Archer, uh, like that style of just their production. Mm -hmm. but they're really high tech and like the technology to me, because there's much more like, I guess you'd call fancy like handmade knives. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I think hyper knife brings like an aura of like technology to my mind. Like what is the highest technology that can be used? Right. Um, and that's, that's what I start to think, but right. Yeah. Cause it
1: is, It's it's separate from like art knife. And that, that's the thing. I think like a lot of us, there are categories that are kind of catch-alls. I do so many different things that it actually gets like muddy mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. for me. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what I'm making. I'm like, I just did, you know, uh, cap lifters, like beer cap lifters as pendants with like, gemstones inlaid and I'm like what what is this is it jewelry is it like EDC is it a you know is it a pry bar like what is this and it obviously doesn't really matter but I think it's very fun to be able to have kind of to create categories Um, good art has like one of the best which I think this would fall under which is like it's luxury EDC Mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense you're Mm -hmm. like it's a key clip it's just made out of sterling silver. So it's a luxury EDC. Yeah, it's it's yeah. purely functional. It's just elevated. Yep. Yep. That's like pretty fun. Hyper knife. No. Yeah. Psyched it, on that.
0: Yeah. So that, that seemed like a good start to the, to the rollout of that. So they're, they're ramping up. They're not going to ramp up big time, like what they did on the Maverick, but they're just going to kind of slowly increase, build up steam on building that knife. Nice. So yeah, that that's going to be fun Do to watch. Do you
1: know, or like, can you even like, Talk about like do you know if it will it be something that's like a, just an ongoing project, or will they be built and dropped like so they are targeting shows okay at, during the ramp up
0: because they go to a lot of shows as right. a company and so they can actually like sell a good amount of the initial ramp up just going to shows just in online. person but right they have mentioned like depending on how ramping up goes doing a couple drops on the internet like in between, and so I think it's just gonna it's gonna be a wait and see because admittedly like it's a hard knife to make that's what makes it a hyper knife and so it's like they have to basically they have to decide how big of a piece of pie in terms of their man hours is going to go to a project like this and it's not all hands on deck this is the whole meat and potatoes of the company it's more of a halo product that is limited you know what i mean not Mm -hmm. necessarily intentionally because when it's that hard to make i mean it's just naturally limited it's just how it is yeah
2: love it so okay. good stuff.
1: Okay. Topic change.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to do a little, uh, you want to do a little on air consulting for me?
0: Oh, you got to you going to buy a Jeep or what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, man. Uh, okay. I'm not going to buy a Jeep. Uh, I was just something I was thinking about. So, okay. I'm, I'm currently, I'm running my plan, right? Which is my monthly hit my, hit my like uh financial goal, with a set line of products. Um, Plan is basically do that through the end of the year. Um, And I'm trying to figure out how to bring, we'll we'll use a knife, for example. So I'm going to bring the tuna back. I'm going to start making parts. Okay. What I've realized is that I've wanted to do like these big changes. I don't have time for big changes. Mm Mm-hmm. You kind of know how I'm making parts right now. So, uh, bar stock to coupon, coupon to part all internal. Okay. I was going to ask you if you had, if you saw an area for like a small improvement, where of what I'm doing now, like an efficiency improvement, if you had a gut response as to what that would be on the tuna. Yeah. Let's use tuna. Just, just as a,
0: as an example, Um, there's a
1: larger process conversation. Right, which is how do you at this point, like because I have so many small things going on, how and when do I make improvements? Yeah. But right now, looking at the tuna, the way that I'm yeah. making it, what would it be?
0: How how is the how is the titanium arriving to you? Is it in sheet or is it it's in coupon? Sheet. It's in sheet, yep. and you're bandsawing.
1: Yep. Bandsaw coupons. Water jet. Okay. So water jet to Part, oversized part. Yep. Okay. That means I have to redo all of my fixturing. Okay. Right. Uh, maybe not. Okay. That's, and that would hold true for almost any part of the knife. So blade, frames, oversized yeah. water jet blanks.
0: So I would, I would get a Pearson, because you have a Pearson now, correct? Yep. I would get a Pearson pallet built with. The necessary features to machine from waterjet all the components. Okay, um since the way you're doing like a very one-piece flow, again, this is off the cuff. Like, yeah, yeah, coming That's from a I guy wanted. who actually hasn't made folders, but parts of parts. If, if yeah, if you had a if you had a Pearson pallet in a one-piece flow scenario where the blade and the handles were on the pallet together. Yep. As a as a one-stop like palace in the machine to make tunas today. Okay. And then have waterjet supplied um that i mean i for me i found out real quick like there's so much friction at the at the beginning for stock yeah. prep and stuff that it's not just about eliminating things that take time it's also eliminating things that are that are mental friction that are like yeah. that are the rougher parts of the process and get yeah. straight to the precision as soon as possible um
1: get to the precision as soon as possible
0: because the the band sawing is like your time is has no value there, you know what Not, I mean? Like zero, yeah. It's like a water jet can do that better, faster, and cheaper than you can, yeah. Um, but no one's going to pay attention to the details that you're machining like you are, and and right. so that you got to keep in house. But
1: well, and that's yeah. that's where I've been stuck is like I'm trying to figure out where, my, like, obviously, I, I can see where my time is better spent a lot mm-hmm. of times, um, but I'm in between just trying to make parts and then trying to like improve and streamline my process. But when I look at it, I get instantly overwhelmed because it's, I'm like, Oh, I got to do it on the side pop. Oh, I need to like fully update. Like I need to have a fixed blade coming off the CNC. Like for the most part, I've, I i have handmade fixed blades and I have CNC'd folders. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm trying to figure out, it's the same question for a fixed blade, which is like, you're going to tell me, like, if I wanted to make a fixed blade, you're going to tell me to go straight to water jet. So that mm. maybe that is my one small improvement. The folders. So the folder, it would basically be like, okay, I can send parts out for water jet. I can do the Pearson palette. The biggest problem, I guess, is that I'm in all my drawings are old CAD and CAM. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, I need to bring things over into Fusion. Then I need to update fixturing. I don't know. That's what I don't know. Like Maybe maybe what makes sense is for me to just, okay, I'm going to update my fixture and, my, and go to Waterjet. But I'm going to keep my CAD CAM workflow the same because it feels like if I try to take on all of them, that's going to be like a stumbling point.
0: Um, I have a hard time. If if you have to pick and choose right now, like if you had to pick where the mm. battle is, I would go. I would say that like jumping diffusion is the is the battle. So if that's that means, the
1: single biggest change,
0: yeah. If if that I means, know. If that means not making new fixtures yet. Okay. I would, I would, I would first get the fusion okay. going.
1: That, that makes sense. And it's hard. <laughs> so right. it's like, right? okay, last question around this. If I want to go and you've explained this to me before, I'm like pretty sure we've kind of worked through it. I could very obviously bring in my rhino drawings for the finished Tuna into Fusion, I could model them and I could probably stumble my way through Canon. You would not want me to do that. You would want me to bring them in and redraw them inside of Fusion.
0: I would bring them in as DXFs. Yes. And correct the DXFs to have the like parameters and constraints that Fusion has. So you don't have to redraw any lines. You just want to reapply constraints to where they should be in inside of fusion. So like if two lines are tangent in rhino, you probably told them to be tangent in rhino, right? Right. If you bring a DXF over into Fusion, there's nothing remaining telling those two lines that they are tangent, even though they are sitting there tangent. In other words, if you started to move anything or touch anything, everything is jacked. If you don't reapply constraints, like tangent, parallel, same diameter on certain holes, uh, fix a bunch of, uh, critical things like in, in place using like the fix command and stuff, you know? Okay. And so I would just, I would dre- like redress the DXFs coming out. Um, and interesting. Then ex- so and I then wouldn't
1: ex- have to redraw everything, Yep. but then any, any changes moving forward, I would be able to do in fusion. Yeah. That was like my main concern. I was like, yeah. if I bring over Rhino, Can I modify the drawings in the way that you had kind of been working with me to be able to have that flexibility? Oh yeah. Okay. Next question. Is this something that will be covered in the TJ Schwartz (laughs) course for kids who don't CAD (laughs) good? That's
0: that's on the radar, which I have a new software that is getting my mind organized that we should probably talk about, but I have that in a list item. And I'm starting to brainstorm and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rounding the corner on that. There is one project that's taking precedent over that right now, but that is in there. I feel
1: like I should just have my own module in there. Like things (laughs) Burnley has asked me.
0: (laughs) I know. No, I, the more I think about the more modules and that, which we we're circling around it. We need to talk about that program, but, uh, yeah, I need, we, you and I need to have a, a like mental dump board okay. they call it in there and it is shared okay. because that that would be helpful
1: love it all right let's talk about trello
0: well a awesome beautiful european man Scandinavian very tall man very <laughs> tall visited the shop visited a lot shop and did
1: not come down the chimney
0: and it, no he did not as as far as i know uh but it <laughs> I was very happy that he made the trip because it's a lot of traveling for him, but he ended up in my shop. His name's Jens Anso. Some of you might've heard of him. Um, But he just completely like blew me away with this program that he's using. And he, he wanted to demo it like really hard. Yeah. And I totally soaked into it and was like, this is the thing. This program is called Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O. It's free through the first like, however long. And it, there's a lot of features that are like paywalled and stuff, but mm-hmm. you can use it for free, which I still am. It is essentially a mix of like, you can almost say it's like take Google sheets, Google docs, like zoom c- connect, like all these interconnectivity, like uh, process improvement and like uh, workflow things and put them together. So in other words, you have boards and you have in a board, you can have like lists of things. You can have photos, you can have notes You can have literal checklists with checkboxes that are all live. You can kind of rotate them around. You can add team members to these boards. So like right now we have a board for production. Dalton right now is in the shop. He's going through the checklist that's in that production board. If I'm somewhere else, I could look at that and be like, oh, wait a minute, I forgot. We really need these scales run. I could add it. And then it's on the screen in the shop, like the list is live. Um, And then, so that's a very hands-on specific thing. But you could also have a board that's like, macro to-do list kind of like I've talked mm-hmm. about in the past where it's like the cad course and then it's like you don't even what I have is it's not necessarily to-do items but it's like questions that need answered right so it's like that I have a list of those things and then I have uh, a board and I I downloaded this yesterday so this is how quickly I was like enveloped in it um I think I have a board for things to order so like if Dalton's like oh shoot we're going to need trash bags right super simple It's not at it. You can just throw it in there. Um, and then it's like, I can kind of revisit that and just see, Oh, these are weird miscellaneous things that need bought or whatever. And, uh, we should have a board where we are shared team members where you're just like dumping ideas for the pod, dumping questions, things that we don't need to call each other for, but like, maybe we should discuss on the pod in the future. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, so he visited us a while back. Um, and he preached the gospel of it. Maddie and I have still not done it and it's on our to-do list, uh, which is, you know, kind of par for the course. Um, but when he gave me the breakdown and like showed me how he was using it, it's super strong. Yeah. Um, and I've messed, like I've I used to doist and like Maddie's used different, you know, like project management software and stuff. Trello seems like it hits like kind of a sweet spot for creatives. Cause a lot yeah. of these things are made or designed for, a more like office flow, yeah, or like a like,
0: true manufacturing flow, or, or a
1: true manufacturing yeah. flow. Um, yeah. Which like I don't know, Trello seems like for my brain it made a lot of sense. Yeah, so yeah. okay, you that gives me like another reason to finally do it. I just need the I, <laughs> I need the time. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. schedule it. Need huh. Trello to do Trello. Yeah,
0: yeah. <sighs> You need you need you need to open Trello and create the first list item to organize your Trello boards.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, wish I was more organized. OK, um, that's pretty that's pretty exciting. OK, so you're already using it to like good effect.
2: I think we'll see. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: how was the rest of the visit with Jens? What did you guys do?
0: Oh, he's awesome, dude. We had dinner. We had some delicious food. We, he came the next day, he came out to the shop. We just kind of went through the shop. Obviously, a shop tour right now is kind of a nickel tour. It's sure. not, it doesn't take much, um, but just lots of questions about things, you know, going nice. on. And we just talked shop, had lunch. He had to head out. Um, just good times. Really enjoyed yeah. talking to him, talking about historical stuff in the industry as well as like current things.
1: Yeah. I was, I was very bummed to miss that. I was trying to figure it out and I couldn't do it. Um, but I'm glad that he got to come spend some time with you. And I will say that you had like effect. I talked to him afterwards too. And he was like, holy cow. He was like, there's some things that like, I need to, I need to learn. I was like, yeah. nice. Well, that's, that's the beauty of, I think our industry, man. It's like crazy. If you can make the time to go visit someone. There's
2: so much to learn. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was
0: that it's all because I talked to him a lot at the show too. Yeah. But you have them here. Having someone in your shop is like a totally different thing. Very like different. the degree of focus available is, is different. So it was, it was a high quality experience. Actually I'm bummed because a long time ago I had this idea, but I haven't been doing it. We have a Polaroid camera. I got a Polaroid of him oh, and I yeah. with a date threw it on the board. Uh, I missed a couple of makers that came because I want to have a board of like all the industry yeah. guys. and so Jesse Jarris, you need to come back and get a Polaroid with me. <laughs> Richard Rogers, I know Sally listens. To, I don't know about Richard, but hi guys,
1: you got to come back.: I love that. I might have to steal that idea. I've got a lot of photos, but I'm terrible about remembering to do it. Same. when people visit the shop. Same. I don't know if I'm like the only maker. I like get like, it's not like an, it's not insecurity. I don't think, but it's like, I feel weird asking for someone to take a photo with me. Same. And I, I need to just get over it. Yeah. It's like, okay. Okay. That's a good, that's a good takeaway. Yeah.
0: I, I I've seen the thing where it's like, you're trying to say something on social media about your best friend and you're trying to find a picture of you with them. And it's like, well, right here's one from sixth grade. you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you got to be better about that.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay. What else? Where are we at?
0: Um, like I said, I kind of, I'm kind of like vibrating right now. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, really, really, enlightening and validating show like super validating that was probably the biggest feeling coming away like the sales were good but i didn't go down there trying to sell knives as a goal i went down there as like a i want to see and shake hands and actually sell knives from a just like connectivity standpoint and holy cow like i felt super validated a lot of really great people came by people that had the products already or were wanting the products. i was gonna
1: ask that like Just from from that standpoint, were there like people that you met from that had been following you online that actually stopped by? It sounds like a lot. The
0: the majority of people that bought knives either already had one or were like very close circling it and then came in and got it.
1: Do you have a sense since you had real like this is something that I never know. I show up to a show and I've got basically one offs, right? Mm -hmm. I never know what's most popular. Do you, did you walk away with a sense of like, man, sales on this were really, really good. Uh, was there it, a, a clearly clear winner? The thing is they're the same options that are on the
0: site. So it did right. track pretty well with that. I would say we brought interesting. pretty Yeah, it was, it was pretty like stable, like range. <coughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it just was pretty even across the board. Um, there's a few things that obviously sell better, sure. but we kind of knew that going into it and had more of that, um. But there was one really cool experience. There's a guy that had ordered an Overland Sport like six or eight, ten days before the show. And our lead time one to four weeks. So he was one of the guys that didn't get shipped before the show. But he shows up at the booth. and He's like, hey, man, he had no interest in getting the knife from us there, but he was just saying hi. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I've got an order on with you. I can't wait to get it. And I look, at it, I look around. I'm like, we could build it right here.
2: So oh, we just, I love
0: that. So we built and fulfilled an order like a website order at the show. And he was kind of like shocked by that. And
1: it was cool. That is man. That is amazing. That like opens up. That actually like opens up another potentiality for you doing shows around your mailing list where it's like, Hey, if you're going to show like reach out, like basically yeah. like pre-order your knife and then I'll build it for you when you're at the show. Yeah. That's pretty cool, but it's like, you know, you're going to get as long as you're there to pick it up. You're basically able to pull from existing inventory. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fun.
0: That's smart. I should think about that. So, yeah, long story short, we're trying to get on with Atlanta. I need to talk to Alicia and see what I can do, but it's a steep hill to climb for a booth. So we'll see. But that that this validated enough by far to go and hit the other blade shows for sure. As soon as we nice. can.
1: Are you going to do blade Texas? That's I need to
0: jump on both of those as soon as possible Kay. to see if I can get the booth space. I know even blade show West has a waiting list now. And so blade show West is moving into a bigger room next year in the same Kay. center. So uh, it's, I seems really,
1: like- I would really like to do it next year. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can figure out some flow where I actually have enough inventory to be able to do the shows that I want throughout the year. I just have to, I think at this point it's like the recognition of, I can't do shows the way I have in the past, but I I don't want to miss shows. Like I had such mm-hmm. a good time at USN. I was bummed. I missed Salt Lake. I just am like feeling it where I'm like, I just, I'm just missing like the community mm-hmm. contact, but like output right now, like, as as like a self you know proclaimed knife maker like I feel weird going to a show unless I like come heavy with knives Mm -hmm. and so either I kind of shift what type of knife I'm bringing or I don't do shows like that's not like a great balance so I'm trying to figure out like what that trade-off looks like yeah but Blade Texas right now is still that's like that's the push
0: yeah shows are they short sort of like terrorize your otherwise normal state of existence. Yeah. Even, even though I love them. I mean, I found that out quick, even though we were prepped and ready to go ahead of time, I came back to kind of like a mess because I, I, yeah. so the first day of like rifle season for elk and deer all across the country was like the following Friday. And I came back to like four or five emails of people like, yo, I know I ordered a knife <laughs> a little bit late. Is there any way? And so I was like, Kind of rushing because I was like, yeah, your knife's pretty much done. I can ship it, but I was like, I have to do it now. And so I came back and was like, they had emailed me the previous Wednesday or Thursday, but I couldn't get to it till like the next Tuesday. So it really, you know, shortened the leash on me being able to get it done. So it's just you to knock a week out of production schedule and kind of disappear. And it it definitely comes back to bite you, but it's so worth it.
1: That's pretty good. Uh, Just a quick idea. Because of your customer base, it'd be fun to do a order by this date to receive by hunting season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Christmas, but not. Yeah, you're like just send out send out a, an email, and you're like, boom, get it in now, guaranteed yep. here two yep. weeks before your hunt.
0: Dude, there was there was one guy who ordered a couple knives, and I knew he was like really hoping I could get it to him on time. So I actually, UPS red labeled it like overnight because mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I put in for elk every year, I never get it. And it's my one chance and I really would like to have the knives there. So it's just one of those things, like when you're selling to people that have their own hard lit deadlines, which hunting is one of the only scenarios where that exists, you know what I mean? It's kind of adds, adds some excitement or stress, maybe one or the other, but.
1: Speaking of hunting, um, you follow, you follow James Nash, right? Like we've talked about him a little bit.
0: Is that. Six uh, Ranch. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, Six Ranch podcast. Um, he just, he just posted on Instagram. Uh, I think I saw it on Instagram. He basically, he did like a, so guided hunt, but like with instruction. And so he's like, basically basic goal of this course is to never need a guide again. Wow. Really, really cool. Um, I was just talking to him and he was like, Hey, he's like, if it's something you want to do, if you can put together six people, he's like, we could run it next year. He's like, basically you do, you do three teams of two. So out of every group, you only have one shooter, but elk, it's just a really interesting idea. So I'm, I don't know if we had talked about this. I'm going up to uh, Washington to go to this school called the human nature hunting school. Um, Backstory here. Like I didn't grow up hunting. Uh, My family didn't hunt. I've always been super interested in it, but I'm also uh, I really like taking classes. I really like learning. Um, mm-hmm. And I had found this school a couple of years ago, <clears throat> and this is the first time that I've kind of been able to make it work. Um, but after I had signed up for Human nature, I saw James running something similar. Just a kind of an interesting idea. Yeah. i love I love learning from people who are very, very good. <laughs> Yeah, it just shortens the curve like as like as like an adult professional like i realize there's a lot of things that i can learn on my own and do there's more things that like intrinsically i think people are like eh i can figure it out Mm -hmm. like i know myself i'm just like i love learning like the right way of doing things if if there is a a theoretical what right right way
2: yeah
1: um human nature school because it's like their their thing is like ethical hunting and that's always been interesting to me. And I was like, all right, like I want to go and like sit in on this. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm doing fantastic. like nine days. Yeah. Uh, next April. Sweet, dude. I added on a three-day turkey hunting course because you and I have hunted the turkey.
0: Yep. The <laughs> <Man>. elusive,
1: diabolical <laughs> turkey. Oh, like, yeah. oh, man. Anyway. Uh, just like a total side note. Um, if you're listening to this and you're not uh, give James yeah, yeah. a follow. He's got a yeah. rad feed. He's always cooking good stuff. He's
0: in Eastern Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought,
1: um, pretty cool. I haven't spent as much time with him as I would like to, but super interesting dude. So I, his I, podcast I is six ranch, him, but, but yeah, we need to hang out with him at some point. Like yeah. you and I should just like go up there yeah. at some point. Yeah,
2: that'd um, be cool. Okay. So, um,
1: what else?
0: I, I debated it before we hit record. Ooh, I wondered. There, there's two little things that are happening that have <laughs> me also kind of freaking out slash excited. Um, I might be moving into an industrial space. Strong on the might. Um, it's looking pretty good, but I'm trying to temper expectations. It's very close by, and it would multiply my working area by 8x or something like that. So it would be... I would basically have too much room overnight at least for a week, and then I would have not enough room in the second week.
1: but I'm not gonna say that I called it, yeah, but saying foregone conclusion. yeah, yeah. um, I would say that even if this specific doesn't work out, I think it's I think you're this is a shift. I think you yep. I think it's there. This one fell in my lap,
0: and yeah. so it's what like jarred me yeah to think this is the way to go, but yeah, you're right, if it doesn't go through, like I've now been pushed to that point.
1: Can't unsee uh, it.
0: Yeah. And so I hope it does work out. If it does, well, regardless of whether it does, we are trying to take Schwartz knives to the next level. Um, we have some plans for a new line of knives. And I'm not even sure what all to say about oh, it. Oh dude,
1: you're it. like going deep. Yeah. You were like weren't you weren't sure you were gonna mention like the space. Yeah, yeah. You wanna talk about space more? yeah okay Uh, what's the what's the the make or break right now so make or break it's
0: it's dependent on another guy leaving okay and they look like they're negotiating some sort of sale some sort of uh merging of other businesses or something there's like a business deal happening that if this guy goes through with it then he will have to or choose to leave at that point okay and then at that point i will definitely
1: take it when do you have a hard yes or no
0: it it feels like a hard yes, but I'm getting like kind of so I would be sharing the shop. I probably won't name drop yet, but I'll be sure. sharing, sharing the shop. And the person who is on the other side of the shop is telling me this information because he needs a new roommate, quote unquote. So I love the idea of shop yeah. roommates, just yeah, for yeah. the record. That's yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> so if if what he's telling me is correct, then, yeah, this is pro- like 99 percent happening. But I I don't know the guy that's leaving. I've right. never met him. So right. we'll just see.
1: It's not done until it's done.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Is there a theoretical timeline? If it like does just happen, if it happens, like when would you
0: start moving? Like shop four to six weeks. Wow. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. So I, I did talk to a rigger and got a quote. Um, it's down the street. It's like literally Dude. walking distance. So as far as the move goes, I decided I will be hiring a rigger. I don't like the feeling of machines on, uh, in unqualified hands, I guess, Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. the right way to say is the way. Yeah. Um, my, my hands being included in the mm. unqualified hands. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Usually the
1: most unqualified yeah, yeah. in my exactly. case. Like, yeah. Yep. I can move that with a toe strap and a cherry picker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a skateboard. Yep. Let's go. Yeah.
0: The, the styles in particular, are a little bit tippy, right? Just the way that they're designed. They have a small footprint yeah, as totally far as skinny. actual feet. And I've seen at least one, maybe two, on that page that have tipped. Just mistakes were made. Like it's not like it's going to tip over on totally. Its own Totally. Um, but so yeah. You just
1: film it so that at least you get a good story when it goes through like the wall.
0: When it when the it insurance company fire. is asking questions too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, for those of you guys listening that have shops, what TJ is falling into is like essentially finding like the lambo in the you know a gun. garage find <laughs> yeah it's a garage find where it's just like the right thing at the right time if it works yeah. it's huge um yeah. really really excited for you yeah
0: yep and and it really is serendipitous because in the last month i might even said in the last podcast like yeah i didn't feel space constrained even when i hired dalton initially i didn't feel space constrained but it was like in the last month we started to idealize like three different pieces of equipment that are not expensive, but that just take up more footprint. Mm -hmm. And it immediately occurred to me, I'm like, we just hit that wall. We just hit the efficiency wall that like space is the only thing necessary to go to the next level. Um, And so I started to feel that way and then this sort of landed. So it's like, it could be, it could be sweet. We'll see. But I'm temporary. expectations
1: uh out of curiosity can you mention the three machines
0: three machines no. yeah you oh yeah, you're, yeah. You're so three we, machines I, uh we have issues with blast cabinet contamination right now okay the only uh the iron that's coming off of the blades the steel yep. that's being blasted off is contaminating the lighter colored g10s and so we have to replace our media at an at a ridiculous pace because we need fresh media to be able to blast the g10 cleanly and it's like media is not crazy expensive but it's it's the biggest headache because it's not binary it's like you have to watch the light colors and then make a like a judgment of like okay i'm starting to see contamination we have to make a change Mm -hmm. and it's a very vague way to go about it um so it's like we need two blast cabinets one for steel and one for g10 so that there's complete separation and I just don't have the space for one. I physically don't. So that's one. Those aren't that expensive. Uh, Secondly, a way to cut kydex that doesn't involve scoring and and breaking it. Okay. And a a metal shear will cut it. No problem. But metal shears are built to cut metal and they're very pretty good footprint on them. I I researched them as best I could, but I just need like
1: curiosity. Do you have, um, do you have like a dimension that you would want to hit? Like, what you, like for cutting Kydex, like what is it? What are you cutting down from
0: it, it? So if the thing was 24 inch wide on the mouth, it would yeah. do everything we need.
1: Okay. There are, there's like some, not to like change anything, just, just yeah. in my brain. There are some like small shop tools that are definitely in that size range that are like yeah. bench toppy. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, third machine. I know what it is.
0: Third machine is there's another mill needed. Yeah. That is either bigger than the sile, yep. such that the sile gets to do the G10, yep, or smaller than the Tormac, such that the Kydex moves to the small machine and the G10 stays on the Tormac, because Kydex, G10, and wet process, like machining steel, yeah. they, need, they really need to be three machines running those three, because they're so different, <sighs> right. and they have so much overlap. In terms of someone could be easily making Kydex while the G10 is running. It'd be yeah. very easy. We cannot do it without one more machine.
1: If it was just you, would you need, would the machines stay the same? This is a question asking if, for a friend. If
0: it was just me, would I still be looking at this acquisition? Yeah. No. Okay. No, it'd be two machines is all I could manage with one you, yeah. guy. okay. Um, only reason being is like. So you have a wet machine we, and a dry machine basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I, and okay. it would work fine. But right um, now, like I said, we're coming up against the bottleneck of yeah. Dalton could get a lot more done if he could make Kydex while G10's
1: running. Is is a router not like a CNC router, not an option for Kydex? It probably is. Like yeah. a small, like a small format option where, because you're, I mean, how many tools do you run when you're running Kydex?
0: We do two because we drill, but you could easily run one and interpolate yeah, the whole. Combined holes. like, yeah. yeah. Okay. But interesting. The, so like I said, it's either... Yeah, we stretch down or we stretch up and it was the idea was to stretch down because I thought our next shop would be marginally bigger than our current shop. But if we do multiply our space, if we like would be over 2000 square feet, if we are able to do that, then a larger machine above the sile would be pretty doable space wise, which is the calculus just changed, in other words. So that's probably the direction I'm imagining right now. Okay, That's very exciting. It is very exciting. I've been, uh, I've been window shopping on the old internets. Danger. It is.
1: I think it's less dangerous for you than it is for me. I have a feeling, I don't know why, but I am window shopping is not an acceptable habit for me. <laughs> um, because not it me leads either, to either. window purchasing. Not me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, couple closers. Um, some of you guys signed up for Patreon. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, super exciting. Um I think one of the first things that TJ and I are working on is getting a the Discord like finalized and set up. Um and the idea behind that is community inside of community. Um yeah. I think really fun for us to be able to talk to you guys, but realizing that like when you're listening to a podcast for the most part, you don't know who else is listening. So I thought mm-hmm. it would be cool for everyone if you want to be in there to like network and be able to talk to each other. So, yep. uh, that is, that is coming yep. shortly. Absolutely. Uh, TJ is going to put it in Trello.
0: That is hundred <laughs> percent true. I will be doing that. I got to put the podcast in Trello first. I haven't done that. Yet. Uh, so, so we Trellos. need to share that. We need to share yeah. that board. All right. I need, that means I need to start one, but before you guys go, a huge cliffhanger earlier, new line of knives are coming. Ooh. It's going to be, it's going to be different. Let me just tell you, you. let me just tell you, do it. It's going to be different. Anyway, it's going to be different. Yeah.
2: Is it dependent
1: on the new shop?
0: No, not, not it happening, but it being scalable. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. I love it.
1: Uh, Okay. So that is, that's our show for today, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for listening. Yep tj congratulations on on
0: first blood we uh sorry for not mentioning patreon until the end if anyone's interested go ahead and jump on there and we'd love to chat with you in there and once again echoing you thank you to those who did join yeah appreciate you guys yeah
1: um all right stay safe
2: yep make cool stuff see you guys around peace